0: TED Audio Collective. If I can ask, what what makes you feel comfortable sharing this with me now? I know I'm, you know, the fourth person to hear this, and mm-hmm. when this goes out, then other people will hear it. What makes you feel okay about sharing it in this way?
1: Um, you know, just like knowing that there are others out there can sometimes be enough.
0: Welcome back to Conversations with People Who Hate Me. I'm your host, Dylan Marin. So this is the last of our bonus episodes where I chat with listeners of this show. Not last forever, just last for now. One thing I want to share with you that is really exciting is that Apple Podcasts named this podcast as one of the best of 2018. Entertainment Weekly named it as an honorable mention, so proud to be there. Thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you for spreading the word about this podcast. That's a really cool thing. So, like I said, today is a listener call. I'm speaking to a listener named Nick who wrote to me because of his relationship to episode 17, You Are a Liar. Now, a word of warning before we begin is... In this episode, in this call with Nick, there is a very open discussion about sexual assault. And if that is not something that you want to be listening to, and if that's not something you should be listening to right now, then by all means, go off, do something great for you. I totally understand, and I'm definitely not offended. And if you feel safe and comfortable listening to that conversation, well, that will start now. Here
2: is Nick. Hello?
0: Oh hey, is this Nick? Yeah, hi, speaking. Hey, how are you? How are you? It's Dylan. Hey. There was this like very the reason I I don't know if you were speaking, but like as I called you, there was this very, very weird like tornado whirl sound. And in, like in, in place of ringing, it was just like an air vacuum. And I was like, this is terrifying. I don't know if I've entered into some terrifying weather portal. But anyway, you were on the other side of that weather portal, so that's great.
1: You're calling me from the ether, yeah. Yes, yes,
0: yeah. I meant to tell you, I live in the ether. I actually just live <laughs> in the internet, um, and I'm calling you through it. Well, let's start small. How has your morning been so far?
1: It's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I woke up feeling a little bit nervous about the call today. Oh, and really? So I decided to go to the gym. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I went for a
0: that. I went for a run. So here we are. I. I hope you don't feel nervous because, like I mentioned, at the end of the call, you will get to dictate if you're comfortable with this going out. So, like, you're not beholden to anything, and this is just us chatting. And if you're like, hey, I actually don't want this to be shared, great. No harm, no foul. God bless us all. We will live to see another day, and this will be valuable just because I got to talk to you. So... Um, is there anything you're nervous about that you have a question about? Uh,
1: No, I don't think so. I think it's just generally like talking over the phone. You know, I'm a millennial. (laughs)
0: Right, right, right. And I'm a millennial too. And I think what's interesting with this podcast is like, there's something very old fashioned about this podcast because it's not like Mm. meeting up in person to confront each other. And it's not meeting up in person to make a vlog where we're both facing the camera, YouTube style and Mm -hmm. it's also not a text-based thing. So I totally get it. We will get through our phone experiences together, but this is super easy. It's super conversational. You just share what you're comfortable sharing. I just share what I'm comfortable sharing, and that is how it goes. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Okay, great. So, Nick, here we are on mm-hmm. the phone together in this lovely space that millennials are just terrified of, but we are braving <laughs> that, and we're talking. Um, so, you're a listener of the podcast, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And how yeah. did
0: how did you discover the show?
1: I watched a lot of your unboxing videos. Oh, nice. When you were doing that. And those really were a huge benefit to me and my like journey of uh, trying to understand more like yeah. perspectives that weren't my own. Yeah. And then I was I had a pretty mundane job over the summer. <laughs> uh, so I Started looking for podcasts done by people who identified as being LGBTQ, and here and, I was, and here you were. <laughs> I, I literally just been searched in gay. Oh my god! And then like a whole bunch. Of what an gay. honor
0: to just come up in the search for gay. Wow, I'm putting that on my resume. <laughs> search for gay, and there you'll find me. Wow, that Dylan is a goals. beautiful was like, thing.
1: Wow, Dylan is living the life. Yes,
0: there I am. Search bar for gay. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, great. So now we know uh, that I exist there. Um, okay, so this is wonderful. So that's how you found it, and then you started listening. So before we get to the episode you wrote to me about, I would love to hear, completely separate from that, completely separate from you as a podcast listener, tell me about mm-hmm. you. Feel free to share only as much as you're comfortable with. But yeah, like give me give me the highlights, the lowlights, the mundane. Mm-hmm. Give me the Wikipedia page of Nick. All right
1: well um my name's Nick and yes. I am a student I'm mm-hmm. in my fourth year of university congratulations and thank you <laughs> um, and really looking forward to you know I think of knowledge as a gift that's been given to me and mm-hmm. so I really hope that I'm able to like prove myself as the worthy recipient of mm-hmm. all those gifts
0: oh my god um wow that is like and- what academia wants you to say go you. <laughs>
1: Uh, And I'm also I'm also gay, Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's that's why you search gay into the search bar. That's why I searched gay. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you know, like it's it's queer culture. Yes, (laughs) being willing to look through like hours of really crap TV just for the ten seconds of queer content. Yes,
0: of course. Come on, Um, we got to
1: find that queer content. Yeah, and um, other than that, um, I'm Canadian, and so I think sometimes the timeline that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes the timeline that I'll like talk about might like not line up with um, with like what were big news stories for yourself mm-hmm. um, and so I just kind of wanted to put that out there because it, I think it would be confusing if I were to talk about something that no one understood like. Is he really listening to the same news as I? Oh am? right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Um. So you're yeah. Canadian. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. You're a student. Okay, great. So what? What's like a? What's an off day for
1: you? What does that look like? Um. Just trying to get out of the house, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so that involves, um, usually, I'll like, go and find a cafe and read in it, or um, just go down a spiral of listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. or you know, just trying to listen and learn and all that um and then also a lot of netflix mm-hmm. um i've gotten into i've i've re-gotten into all of David Attenborough's like planet earth
0: oh stuff. yeah that's good yeah that's the good stuff yeah
1: meanwhile like an on day is kind of just you know waking up going to school going to work it's you know, all pretty usual.
0: And you're in the middle of finals now. Yes, thank you so much for working around. Oh my god! That finals. Listen, schedule. I get it. I just the fact that you even took this call is an honor in the midst of finals. Um, I I I don't want. Do you not want to talk about finals? Is that does that give you stress?
1: No, it's it's good. I finished all of my exams. I'm pretty sure I've actually taken the last exam during exam period of my undergrad. Oh my god. Um, Nick, fuck yeah, look at you You're living your best life it's it's great, yeah. I couldn't have done it obviously without like the support of all my friends and family. And mm-hmm. So it's definitely like not mine to like claim. It's, mm-hmm. it's everyone's. To but claim. I'll and take so full credit so as
0: the person in yes, the gay search do. bar. Yes. So it's really yes. it, this is my victory. So thank you so much for celebrating me here on this call. <laughs> um, so you're welcome is all I have to say to you. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So this question I'm about to ask is going to seem like I'm fishing for compliments. I just want to be clear that I'm not. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what did you connect with in the podcast?
1: I think you said this pretty close to the beginning of, of the podcast starting, and it was something along the lines of empathy is not endorsement. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I never thought of it that way and it really resonated on a on a really big level especially just given everything that's going on in the world so i think that's that's like the biggest thing that i resonate with on the podcast
0: so the specific episode you wrote to me about was episode 17 you are a liar and i just want to be mm-hmm. super clear at the beginning you i want you to only share only what you feel comfortable sharing. And Mm -hmm. I, you are welcome to not answer any question I ask, and you are welcome to stop at any time. So you run the show here. But what did you connect with about that episode?
1: Well, in what I related to or connected with, I suppose, was just Emma's absolute patience and willingness to kind of like share their story. Mm -hmm. And it was it was really cool to hear someone share their story in a really public manner. You know, and they at the end said Mm -hmm. something along the lines of like, I'm feeling a little heartbroken. I guess I hope that this conversation ends up meaning something to someone someday. Mm -hmm. And I was like, It does. I was like, I was like, yo, like you don't need to hope. Like it really does. And so that's kind of that's kind of where it all came from. Yeah.
0: So and I want to be clear when I'm asking this, I'm not asking for any details you're not comfortable sharing. I'm mm-hmm. just asking in general, um, and then mm-hmm. you get to determine how much you want to share. But um, mm-hmm. did you have a personal connection to Emma's story?
1: hmm Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So uh, when I was 14 and 15, I was sexually assaulted and abused by mm. a older guy i was 14 15 he was 17 18 Mm. and then there were a few instances of it happening and then near the end of the school year his friend tried as well oh god yeah um and so um that that really impacted me um really was struggling with having respect for, for myself and, um, and, but at the same time, I like suppressed that so far down Mm -hmm. that it almost didn't play a role in my day to day. I can, I can see, I can see how like in retrospect, it did have an impact on my day to day and I Mm -hmm. might get into that later. Mm Um, but then, I think it just became unignorable, Yeah, you know, so yeah.
0: Did you feel like you had a support system when this happened to you when you were 14, 15?
1: No, uh, yeah. this was like 2012. Yeah. Um, I've told three people. Oh my God. And so here I am on a podcast. Whoa, <laughs> um,
0: oh my God, um, meaning I'm yeah. the fourth. Yes. Whoa, stay right there. We'll be right back. Before we continue, I just want to say thanks for being here. Also, you can be on this show, too. Has someone said something negative about you online, or maybe you've said something negative about someone else? Either way, after this episode is over, go to www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com where you can fill out a guest form. And if you don't want to be on this show, that is totally cool. I appreciate you just the same. Maybe consider telling a friend about this show. Word of mouth has brought this podcast around the world, so your recommendation goes a long way. All right, let's get back to the conversation. And so, so did you? You didn't report when it happened.
1: Oh God, no. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. No, and and my my parents aren't part of those three people. You know, I I think it's just like trying to explain why. Kind of like there there are no words really. Mm-hmm. It's just like I can only like I can I think about it, and all I can feel is like a swirl of emotions, and trying to pick the ones that. Make the most sense coherently mm. Mm. is impossible, other than just like, I don't know, it was like a deep sense of shame and mm. and, and hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the thing is, is that like, I, I don't think I ever will report or do anything about it because why, like, why would I put myself through that? Mm. Um, it's already caused. So much pain mm. that I don't want to deal with the criminal justice system um, for something that won't even bring me any closure. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's no, there's nothing that criminal justice could do that my close friends haven't done for me mm. already.
0: You know, you are a male survivor of sexual mm-hmm. assault. And there is a unique experience to male survivors.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How how do you experience that, or do you not experience that?
1: Um, I think. That, okay, so actually, I ended up writing a, um, a paper on this. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, I was kind of like, as the mounting Me Too thing was happening, I was like, okay, like this is surfacing feelings in me, and I need to find a way to deal with them. And so I guess I'm going to do, like, covert, like, (laughs) me-search. Ooh, me-search. I love that. (laughs) And to get credit for doing that. Yes, you gotta. Um, Yeah, and so I ended up reading this book. Um, You know, there are really only a few ways that men are allowed to express feeling, and Mm -hmm. one of them is through anger Mm -hmm. um, or through, similarly, like, non-internal emotions, emotions that have really big external shows to them. Mm-hmm. And without without supports, without that network, um, you often feel alone and isolated. Mm. But one thing that I found through that research was the Center for Disease Control in the States ran a series of studies in the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. And almost all of them came back with around the same number, and it was anywhere from 14 to 18% of men experienced some form of sexual trauma before the age of 18. Whoa. And that number seems huge, That is, right? That like, is, that seems, yeah.
0: I mean, any number higher huge. than zero is like too big, but yeah, that, oh, yeah, that no. is a uniquely yeah. huge number, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things where I was like, huh, that doesn't ring true. For me, just because, like, I've like, where is everyone? Yeah,
0: right. So, and then you started sharing it with people, meaning Mm. a very small number of people. Did that feel good for you to share it with people when you started saying it
1: aloud? The, The first time I shared it was with my then boyfriend, and it was because he went a little too fast Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. in the whole sex Mm thing and Um, you were like whoa no 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 yeah and i like disassociated so quickly that Mm -hmm. he recognized that something was wrong Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and then checked in and i just was kind of like catatonic Mm -hmm. in a way and my heart was at like 200 beats per minute and i was just like all that I could say was that like something happened to me when I was fourteen, and then like that was as far as I could go, but he kind of like by context figured it out mm-hmm. and then my two buddies I told them later about it, and they were like obviously super supportive mm-hmm.
0: and that felt that felt good
1: that felt good, yeah.
0: you know, there is a kind of very pervasive and rigid structure of of the rules of masculinity that Mm -hmm. unfortunately transcend all sexual orientations, but Mm -hmm. um, reporting sexual assault is not part of the rules, right? Like, I it goes Mm -hmm. against these notions of masculinity that tell us to suck it up, that tell us Mm -hmm. to push past feelings and emphasize other things like strength and force and anger. Yeah, I I totally get Mm -hmm.
1: that. So, how I dealt with that. Mm Was So the first time that it happened, by the end of it, I was crying. Mm. And the guy who was doing it said, uh, don't be such a fucking faggot. Oh, my God. By that point, I knew that I was, well, it was my new. It was just that I was feeling very unnerved by the feeling that I wasn't straight necessarily uh-huh. um, but at, but at the same time I, I had a girlfriend and at the same time the guy who's doing this also had a girlfriend uh-huh. and that's another thing where it's just like how do you construct a narrative that has that make sense to someone who is who is not inclined to believe you in the first place uh-huh. like what you know like, you know it's it's difficult to construct a, a coherent sequence of events mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so, anyway, you don't be such a fucking faggot. And so, I'm sorry. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, completely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so after that, I just like I was like, all right, like I guess I'm not gonna cry anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, to like, so like it when it happened after that, I just was like very like, just really trying not to show any emotion. Yeah. And then overnight, like I like grade ten, I become a varsity athlete Mm. and i chose to use athletics as a way to be yeah like i I don't know how to end that sentence well i i
0: do you mean like to be the like kind of picture of quote unquote correct masculinity that mm. that you Mm -hmm. were told is that
1: what you're thinking
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is what I want to say too is that like my my dad has the most beautiful, perfect form of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Like he is not. He taught me everything that was wrong with mm-hmm. with masculinity from a very young age, mm-hmm. and. So, for me then to capitulate to that later on, so I both felt like a bad son mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as like a bad man at yeah. the same time. And I was like, oh, and it, like I would push myself so hard that every time that we would have like fitness testing, I would taste blood every single time. Oh, God. And I would like, you know, spit it out and, and, uh, and, or throw up afterwards. And just like if I didn't do that, then I felt like I wasn't. Like weakness could be taken away through pain mm. and so I was I was doing that to myself
0: and just and, to just to understand what that means, like you are working out so hard that you were spitting up blood, yeah, yeah, so if I can ask what what makes you feel comfortable sharing this with me now? I know I'm you know the fourth person to hear this, and mm-hmm. when this goes out, again, only if you're comfortable with it, but Mm -hmm. when this goes out, then other people will hear it. What makes you feel okay about sharing it in this way?
1: Um, I'm not sure if this got into the um, American news cycle, but Mm -hmm. in the last few weeks, there were a series of sexual assaults that came to light at a Canadian all-boys Catholic high school. Mm-hmm. And then this other guy at McGill mm-hmm. University in Quebec, he went on to the CBC and shared his story about his sexual assault that was basically the same method mm-hmm. at McGill.
2: Mm.
1: And the thing is, is that this story was not given... I think the runtime that it deserved. Uh And so it's just one of those things where I was so like just disappointed and frustrated by that, that Mm. I was like, you know what? Like I kind of want to say something and even if it's, even if it's not enough, even if it doesn't do anything, then I just want to kind of be someone who's like, you know what? Like, If you have encountered this Mm -hmm. to the 14 to 18% of young men, Mm -hmm. it's not okay, Mm -hmm. but it will be okay, Mm -hmm. and you'll be able to emerge from the other side from it Mm -hmm. as a person who has been able to look at their abusers or whatever you want to title those people Mm -hmm. in the eye and say, like, fuck you, I'm stronger than you. And Mm. to emerge from that. And Mm. I really think that that's something that, you know, they, you, we, whatever, are not alone. Mm. And that narrative that people are alone, that they need to be quiet, I think is toxic and should be eradicated. And if you don't want to share your story, then that's fine. Um, I know that, you know, I didn't slash don't, but... Mm -hmm. You know, just like knowing that there are others out there can sometimes be enough.
2: Yeah.
0: No, I totally I totally hear that. And so you said that at the end of Emma's episode, Emma said, you know, I hope someone got something out of this. I also feel like maybe there's a listener out there who will get something out of this, too. I hope, yeah. Do you—I just wanted to check in. Do you feel safe and comfortable sharing all this stuff with me? Do you feel okay?
1: Um yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there was an um before
0: that so I just want to follow up. Do 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 you mean that I just wanted to I mean okay is a that's a really hard question. Um because mm-hmm. of course it's not like this is not fun to share and this just grew mm-hmm. out of your response to an episode and you had messaged me. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just start with okay. Do you feel okay sharing mm-hmm. this with me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, thank you for sharing. I also just think like, uh, this is really hard and, and just, uh, from my experience with friends and, and people I love really, really dearly, it is so unfair because it is this weight that you have to disproportionately bear. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't. There's no question there. I just wanted to acknowledge that it's hard, and I see you. And yeah, I'm listening. I guess for for what it's worth. Thank you. Of course. Do you um? I guess I mean, do you have any questions for me at all? That seems like such a moot point, but I wanted to kind of open up the floor in case you had a question for me.
1: Um. I. I, why, why me?
0: I, um, you know, these listener calls I'm doing is essentially just to hear and give people a sense of like how this podcast fits into other people's lives because it's also not mm. just. Like I said, this is not a right versus left podcast. It is just to kind of bring light to the nuances and intricacies that people have that is not always visible in conflict and is not always definitely not visible on the internet, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it's certainly not visible in conflict on the internet. You don't get to like (laughs) fully understand someone's full three-dimensional story when you're tweeting something at them or commenting something under their post or receiving a comment from someone, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like I say at the end of every episode, you know, like remember there's a human on the other side of the screen. It's like, well, it's really hard to remember that, but I think there was something, I don't know. There was, uh, you shared something really vulnerable with me and, um, you shared your connection to it. And, I also think, you know, I know that male survivors have a really hard time coming forward. And so the reason I asked you is that I just wanted to check like, hey, I'm not looking, as as you know from messaging you, like I'm not looking for you to quote unquote share your story here. But I wanted to Mm -hmm. know if you wanted to like do a listener call and share only as much as you were comfortable sharing just because I think you hit the nail on the head when you answered this earlier that it, it like just feels good to know that there are others out there too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, I think part of my interest in this was that it specifically your message and talking to you is I wanted to see how that episode sits with a male survivor of assault, you know, and mm-hmm. um. And I think that's an important story to tell. I, I don't think it's important to only take up space with just those stories because I think there are so many people who experience this, disproportionately women. Mm-hmm. But I also think uh, the side of the male survivor is is super important too. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Was this hard
1: to talk about on oh, the phone to me? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is fine. Like, I don't think there's a universe where it would be easy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I, I hear that. Um, well, like, as I promised at the beginning of the call, do you feel comfortable with this moving forward as a released episode?
1: I do, yeah. Okay.
0: Well, it was really such a pleasure to talk to you. It's always nice to talk to listeners. It was especially... I um, feel honored that you chose to share this with me and I thank you for trusting me with sharing it with me. So thank you for taking the time to do this.
1: Thank you Dylan. I, I really appreciated being on as well and thank you so much for just being the like amazing kind compassionate person that you are as as uh, we talked about this. Oh it's, my God it's, yeah
0: I yeah. I am honored and uh, you're done with finals officially, right?
1: Yeah, just got a paper to write, and then done. Oh, my God. Well,
0: is the paper going to be hard? Are you looking forward to it?
1: Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It will be hard, but I'm looking forward to it. Okay, both
0: at the same time. Look at you, containing nuance, containing multitudes. Okay.
1: (laughs) Well, this is
0: wonderful, Nick. It was a pleasure to talk to you, and um, I'll see you on the Internet. See you on the Internet. Thank you, Dylan. Sounds good. Bye, Nick. Bye-bye. If you'd like to be a guest on this show and take your own online conversation and move it offline, please visit www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com for more information. Conversations with People Who Hate Me is a production of Night vale Presents. Vincent Cashione is the sound engineer and mixer. Christy Gressman is the executive producer. The theme song is These Dark Times by Caged Animals. The logo was designed by Rob Wilson. And this podcast was created, produced, and hosted by me, Dylan Marin. Special thanks to Adam Cecil, Emily Moeller, and our publicist, Megan Larson. Remember, there's a human on the other side of the screen. dark times. And it's hard to take it. But we're gonna make it through these dark times. Make it through these dark times.
2: Make it through these dark times.